Coming to you from the Black Swan Media Studios, this is Fireside Chats, talking to the real difference makers in the world. Now, here is your host, John Crump. Hello, everyone. My name is John Crump, Virginia Director of Gun Owners America, and welcome to my show. It is Monday, 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 and I got my little co-host here, Nicholas. Nicholas Dinatali, and we're going to be talking to another, not Nicholas Dinatali, he used the damn wrong name, wow, um, <laughs> Nicholas Crump, <laughs> and I am going to be talking to another Nicholas today, and his name is Nicholas Wildstar, and he is running for um, the governor of California, so let's go ahead and bring him on, but first, we are sponsored by Tusk. Tusk is the only gun-friendly cryptocurrency in the world. Proudly sponsored by TUSC, the only cryptocurrency designed with the firearms market in mind. With three-second processing times, it's the fastest cryptocurrency on the planet. On the planet. With lower transaction fees than traditional credit cards, it's perfect for your e-commerce needs. For gun guys, buy gun guys. Visit TUSC.network for more information and join the digital revolution. What? Don't do that. Ah, he's hitting my board. And we are brought to you by Black Swan Tactical. Swan Tactical, your number one source for 2A streetwear. With shirts, mugs, hats, patches, flags, and more, there's always something to help you rep the 2A community. All proceeds go back into our projects. Viewers and listeners can take an additional 10% off with code CRUMPY, unapologetically pro-gun, pro-liberty, and pro-freedom gear for the front lines of the culture war. Now, let's bring in our guest. How are you doing, Nicholas Wildstar? First question I have for you, is that your real last name? It certainly is. <laughs> why, could, why could I get a cool last name like that? <laughs> well, I'm very thankful to be given such a cool name. Hopefully, it'll get me into the governor's seat here in California, you know? Yeah, are you running as a Republican, a Libertarian? I am running as a Republican. I am a, promoting the Libertarian Party platform as a Republican candidate. I was the 2018 Libertarian candidate for California governor. So I'm hoping to expand my opportunities to actually unseat Gruesome Newsom here as a Republican candidate since. You know, people are stuck in that two-party mindset where they got to vote either Republican or Democrat. And my beliefs certainly align more with Republican ideals more than they do Democrats. So that's why I'm running as a Republican. Yeah, I figured you weren't uh, a Democrat or you would not be on my show. <laughs> and not unless I'm a gun-loving Democrat, you know. <laughs> uh, I, I know one, maybe two in the country. but Right. Well, they believe uh, the registered voter, the majority of people that, I guess, identify as Democrats do support self-defense. You know, it's it's sad that we now have a government that is working against that. And that's what I want to prevent, because the people of California certainly deserve the to have that natural right protected by their government officials. And right now they're not. Yeah, if I, my son's here. Usually, he's usually not with me. So. <laughs> I know that feeling all too well. Yeah, uh, a, a quick question for you: um, Why do you want to call recall Gavin Newsom so much? Well, he's failed the people of this state. I mean, not only with how he's handled the pandemic, but before that, he was. Um, signing into legislation bills that prevented people from working for themselves. Uh, that's a bill out here called AB5. He also signed legislation that expanded government and uh, with regards to how they responded to wildfires. Yet 
last year or the year before, pardon me, we had uh, some of the worst wildfires in the state's history. So uh, his incompetence has definitely led to the people of California no longer being in belief that he's capable of leading them towards prosperity and liberty. How is California handling the whole COVID thing? I know Newsom, a lot of people weren't happy with him and his handling of COVID. No, 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 not at all. I mean, we're, we were one of the first start the states to impose lockdowns on everyone and on the economy and just all sorts of activity in the state. We're one of the last states to still have those provisions in place. And they've been extremely dictatorial. I mean, shutting down businesses, small businesses, while the larger corporations are allowed to stay um, operational. Um, he limited certain capacity of these businesses as well, while also... Unless you're know, a Democrat and want to, want, to, want to get a haircut, right? Yes, exactly. Like his auntie, actually. <laughs> That's his aunt, Nancy Pelosi. And he himself was actually caught out enjoying uh, dinner indoors in a restaurant in a county where other restaurants were not allowed to have indoor dining. But he was seen indoors having dinner, not wearing a mask, not socially distancing. Again, all protocols that he's imposing on the rest of the people of this state. And he also has had a winery or has a winery that had been open uh, during the recall or pardon me, during the lockdown. Uh, so it's continued to, you know, receive revenue uh, from patrons and it also received revenue from taxpayers by way of a triple P loan, which Gavin Newsom also uh, qualified for. And these are taxpayer back loans meant to help small businesses. So he's dropped. He's been dropping the ball left and right. And I know he's going around media right now talking about it's a right wing effort to. Uh, remove him from office, and there's a lot of Trump supporters and uh, white supremacists. I obviously am not a white supremacist, <laughs> hey. and I actually did not vote for Trump. I voted for Joe Jorgensen, the Libertarian candidate for president. Hey, um, my friend Tony Simon, who happens to be a black gun trainer in New Jersey, they called him uh, what is it? Uh, like a racially diverse white supremacist or something like that it's something <laughs> yeah. ridiculous it's like you, you take away i mean there's actually all white supremacists out there and you know i'll stand side by side with anyone to actually fight the white supremacists but right now i think they are using it more as a tool to deplatform people than anything else absolutely yeah i mean it's being used as language to pretty much divide us um whether it's you know, anti-masker, anti-vaxxer, you know, anti-gun. And we should be pro-liberty, if anything. We should be pro-individual choice. And it's sad that we have a government right now demonizing those people that are exercising their right to choose for themselves. And um, again, uh, creating this divide among us when we need to be unified more than ever. Yeah, let's get into your stance on guns. What, what what do you think of the California restrictions on guns? Uh, well, I believe they're very um, infringing upon our natural rights as human beings. I mean, as I said before, I just look at it as an opportunity for us as individuals to defend ourselves by any means necessary. And no individual should have that God-given right restricted or infringed or violated in any way, shape, or form. So instead of our government respecting the agreement between the government and us by way of the uh, Second Amendment, which is our right to bear arms, um, there is no other factions to that. It doesn't say a, a specific type. It doesn't say you have to register. It doesn't say any of these other um, applications that the government has made to dictate as to who should be able to protect themselves. And I believe that, um, again, the people of California would benefit from being able to protect themselves, whether you're black, white, conservative, liberal, uh, 
rich, poor, whatever the case may be, you should have the right to protect yourself, uh, not be violated by those sworn to um, uphold that oath and protect that right for you. So as as governor, I plan on making California a constitutional carry state, repealing the and nullifying the gun laws that are existent, uh, like the Mulford Act, which prevents people from op- uh, being able to openly carry yeah. in, uh, in the state. That was uh, Mumford Act was targeting the Black Panthers. Um, Ronald Reagan was governor at the time, and I believe they exactly. were afraid that they were going to take over. I don't know what they're afraid of, but it was an unjustified <laughs> fear. <laughs> What's that? Let's just be honest. That's what it was. They were afraid of black men with guns, and that's still actually, believe it or not, a great deal of the perception today. I spoke with a Absolutely. police officer uh, after a debate, and he's is um, pro gun. He actually has a gun shop, and I was telling him about how to make the people of the state safer, as well as police officers, is to you know uh, make California a constitutional carry state. That way, if a person is uh, in possession of a weapon, they're not treated as a criminal. Uh, and that's actually led to a lot of police involved shootings here in the state. And like with the shooting of Stefan Clark, who was a black man shot and killed in his grandparents backyard because police believed he had a gun when he actually had a cell phone. So, um, if our natural right again to protect ourselves was respected, then we would have less, um, less conflicts with those people sworn to protect us like in law enforcement uh, exactly why do you think why didn't you um uh, mr fnh wants to know why didn't you vote for trump i didn't vote for trump because he's anti-gun also he's <laughs> supported red flag gun laws and it, you would think with the republicans being in position uh, like they were in Washington with the previous administration that they would um, do what they can to reverse the trend that was started by Republicans like Ronald Reagan to restrict gun laws in this country. They did not. The libertarians were the only uh, pro-gun party uh, and still are to this day. Even when I ran for mayor of Fresno, I let people know this is the position of the Republican Party. This is, of course, you know, the Democratic Party is anti-gun. So the Libertarian Party is the only party that was promoting for gun rights for all people without any restriction whatsoever. He also is anti-Federal Reserve, uh, or pardon me, anti-auditing the Federal Reserve, and ending the Federal Reserve, which I am completely for um, and uh, advocate for as well. So. That's what I'm planning on doing as governor of the state of California is auditing the Federal Reserve Bank here and the Franchise Tax Board and make sure that we haven't been paying this endless debt. And, um, of course, the interest involved in it as well hasn't benefited us and it has been inflating our currency. So if we want to increase our buying power and have a strong dollar, then we got to make sure that we're not living in debt right now with these, you know, bailout packages, they're doing nothing but digging us further and further into that hole. You don't believe we should have machine guns. Do you? I certainly do. I don't, I believe we should have any type of gun that we want. Well, that's a know? good answer. <laughs> uh, I really, I really can't play that up too much with my background. Right. One thing I did learn is, um, there's a lot of dumb anti-weapon laws in California. Uh, even knife laws too. What's that? Knife laws too in California. Yeah, um, that's considered a weapon. Like I was about to say, a collapsible baton is considered to be a weapon, and if you are in possession of one, you could be charged with a felony. That's ridiculous. It's absurd, and uh, it's unfortunate that the, the majority of Californians are unaware of this law, just as I was. And that's why I think. Uh, Does the sound go off for anyone else? Nicholas.
All right, I'm back. I'm trying to get my uh, sound back. Hold on. Let me see if I can get this back. Sorry. All right, can you hear me? Yes, sir. I have You're no back. idea what happened. Uh, really weird. It just like flaked out. Gavin Newsom. Blame Newsom. <laughs> uh, it's uh, the ATF. The ATF's always after me. Exactly. They want to shoot my That's dog. Another thing about libertarians is we want to. I, I mean, I'm the traditional libertarian in that sense. Is where I wouldn't change the ATF from being a government outfit to being a uh, popular name of a convenience store. You know. Yeah, that <laughs> uh, is good. I don't think we should have to register anything. I mean, um, when it comes to that, there's two ways to look at that. How does it benefit the public? How does it benefit businesses? Uh, With the public, there is no benefit to that whatsoever. We have gun registrations now, even mandatory, and you still have, um, you know, violent incidents involving guns. Why is that? Because you have criminals who don't care about laws. You know, they're going to do whatever they want to do to hurt someone. And they're going to use whatever weapon that they can get their hands on to make that happen. So knowing how many guns you have does not benefit me and vice versa, I'm sure. When it comes to the business, however, the best way to protect that business is a bill of sale. I mean, as simply put as that, if you got a receipt saying who you sold that product to, if there should happen to be any, you know, incident where um, an investigation is done and, you know, um, that information is needed, that business can provide it if they choose to do so by doing such a thing. But um, they shouldn't be forced to provide that information, which is a problem. Interesting. Um, yeah, that, 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 okay. Uh, a couple other questions I have about, about the whole entire gun thing. You, I hear you say you want constitutional carry and I, and I, yeah. and I love that message. How the hell are you going to get that through the California uh, legislature? I wouldn't need to. That's what I'm saying is as governor, I would have authority to nullify and repeal any existing laws that infringe on the constitutional rights of every person in the state of California. And that's exactly what I plan on doing is review, reviewing all of those laws, just like the laws that Newsom signed into law that prevent people from purchasing a certain amount of ammo or types of ammo. Why should I be forced to uh, or not be able to purchase rubber bullets simply because of it being a liability issue. I don't want to have to be forced to kill someone if they break into my home. But the laws that exist right now, if you are a homeowner or a gun owner or whatever the case may be, and you use rubber bullets to protect yourself, then uh, you'd be breaking the law. Uh, that needs to change, and I will be doing exactly that by nullifying those existing laws. All right. I want to get into a couple other things here. Um, you successfully sued uh, Fullerton, California, right? Yes, I did. What happened with that? Excuse me. Um, I was actually accosted by police officers in Fullerton. I was walking to work one day on Martin Luther King Day of all days, and uh, I was dressed somewhat like this. My hair looked a bit different. I had shoulder length dreadlocks, uh, but I was walking to work and was harassed by police officers and stopped because they thought I fit a description of a robbery suspect. Uh, again, with my physical appearance, I highly doubted that since I'm six foot four, 220 pounds, you know. There's and, not that many uh, giants walking around. All right. <laughs> So I told him, look, I'm not your guy. I'm going to work. Let me go on about my way. And he said, well, you know, show me your ID. No, no, no. And next thing you know, I'm in handcuffs. So um, I was arrested and charged with resisting arrest. And this is what our law enforcement system does is it 
makes criminals out of law-abiding citizens, whether you're a law um, a lawfully um, owner of a gun or you're just a person walking down the street respecting your own uh, privacy, uh, if you don't obey their authority, then they can make a criminal out of you. And that's what they attempted to do out of me by, again, charging me criminally for resisting arrest when they had no point in resist, uh, when arresting me to begin with. So I thankfully was able to beat those charges and um, filed a civil suit against them for a civil rights violation, which I thankfully won. And that was uh, surprising to me because it happened in Orange County. I don't know if you know about Orange County, but the black population in Orange County is like less than 2%. And they have nearly 6 million people uh, living there. So it's a very small fraction of people of color there and um, lots of prejudice. Yeah, I, I watched the videos um, and I did get a, uh, a sense of of you were being targeted absolutely if you see that video i have many others in orange county where i was either stopped riding my bicycle or walking and like i said uh driving multiple traffic stops um it's just ridiculous i was continuously targeted simply by the way that i looked and I don't feel as if profiling should be part of a police officer's duties either, especially when they're identifying specific groups of people as being a threat versus knowing and identifying, uh, you know, criminal activity, which is more so what they should be doing. Let me ask you a question. Do you find, because I find this a lot, like the uppity rich white neighborhoods is where they're supposed to be so forward looking and progressive is usually where you find like the most racist people. Yes, you're absolutely right. It's sad that the many of the conservative circles that I have affiliated myself with are prejudiced in some way. Um, I've heard it myself. I've been targeted uh, or been a target of that myself as well, whether it had been you know, groups to get rid of Gavin Newsom, as much as we dislike government and government control, they still feel like it needs to be control over uh, another issue, like what they were like abortion or immigration, which to me is still prejudice in a sense. Maybe it's not racist, but it's still prejudice against a certain group of people that's unnecessary. And if we want to allow people to live um, uh, as freely as we want to live, then we got to make sure that golden rule of life is respected. Treat others like you want to be treated. Don't infringe on other people's rights if you don't want your rights infringed upon. But for some reason, they have it in the back of their heads that that's uh, acceptable to some degree. Okay, uh, you ready for some tough questions? On my show, I ask tough questions. I'm I'm an investigative journalist. I don't know if you know that or not. <laughs> yes, I've learned a little bit about you. I do my own investigative work as well. So give uh, me what you got. <laughs> all right, what happened um, um, with the criminal contempt uh, in the presence of the court charge? Can you explain a little bit about that? Yes. Well, I had some traffic citations I appeared in court for in September of 2018. These were two court appearances, and I appeared in court twice and recorded uh, both appearances. Yeah, you live streamed uh, them, I believe, right? Yes. Well, I recorded them and put it on my YouTube channel. Oh, that's what it was. And just didn't take that too lightly. <laughs> uh, lightly. Uh, he was upset in both cases the judges told me to stop recording i refused to do so and let them know i was exercising um, my right to freedom of press under the first amendment as well as my right to a public trial under the sixth amendment and my right to hold government officials accountable under the ninth amendment you know uh so they didn't really like that i got kicked out of the courtroom and nearly a year later I was um, coming back from Santa Cruz from a Black Guns Matter event, believe it or not. Uh, Maj? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, Maj is a good friend of mine. 
Oh, cool. I met him in person. I was hoping to create some bit of a partnership with him to help promote, uh, uh, you know, the uh, yeah. organization now here, but it didn't ever uh, submit. But yeah. yeah, I was coming back from Santa Cruz for meeting him and was pulled over while driving while black and uh, I had this exchange with the police officer about my speed. Gave him my driver's license, thinking I'm A-OK or whatever the case may be, after her, him harassing me to get it. And uh, he came back and he was going to let me go. But he said, I got to arrest you because you have a warrant out for your arrest. And I learned right then and there I had contempt of court charges uh, against me for me, um, again, exercising my constitutional right in those uh, traffic court cases. So I appealed. Uh, had another court appearance, a third court appearance that I did not record, um, or at least uh, record publicly. I recorded it privately, secretly. And um, this exchange led to another contempt of court charge where I was arrested right then and there. I was held in jail for eight days, missing my son's first Christmas and ended up having to bail out of jail uh, spent $1,500 during the Christmas holiday to get out of jail and ended up finding out I now had three charges of contempt of court. Um, or actually, they ended up turning it into six because they duplicated the charges. So just recently um, in February, I had a trial, a jury trial, President's Day week, and was found guilty by 12 jurors in Orange County for contempt of court. And um, it's awful because the judge that presided over my case, he also presided over a previous case involving some citizen journalists that were recording the uh, uh, trial over Kelly Thomas, which was a, a white guy that was killed by Fullerton PD. And they were arrested for uh, you know, recording every, all of that and was charged with similar charges. Uh, they had their case dismissed by the judge that charged me with contempt. And he basically said to the jury, it has nothing to do with constitutional rights. It has everything to do with rules of the court, which I guess I violated. And um, those rules supersede the Constitution, according to the judge. Uh, Wiley Gunn, 1776, wants to know, do you think that uh, they don't they didn't want you to record in there because of privacy issues? Not at all. Uh, these were my own court cases, so I didn't record everybody's court case or, or matters or whatever the case may be. But uh, a courthouse is a public place. It's no different than a library or a post office or city hall. So all activity that goes there goes on there is public knowledge. It's accessible to the public. You can walk into any one of these facilities and view it yourself. As a matter of fact, um, even though they were upset that I recorded my court cases and put it on YouTube and it went viral, uh, they broadcasted my trial on YouTube live for all the public to see. And matter of fact, right now you can go on any California court website and watch court activity from your own home. And this has been made convenient due to the pandemic, but this should have been the case um, beforehand. It shouldn't have taken a pandemic to uh, to give the public um, online access to courtrooms. So you really believe you're willing to go to jail for your beliefs? Oh, yeah, definitely. I have already. And um, I'm pretty sure I'll be threatened with that possibility again in the future because I'm unyielding when it comes to standing on the principle of liberty. And even with this contempt of court case, I'm now appealing it because in the possibility that I am victorious and, you know, am vindicated for these charges, it's a victory for all of the people of California to where now my case will become case law to defend any First Amendment auditor or any person that wants to make sure that they're using their camera to record public officials in a public capacity in a public place. That's all I was doing. And were I to be uh, successful in winning my case, that'll be a law that will now protect all of the people of California. 
All right. One other tough question, then we're going to get into some policy things, but uh, what happened in uh, January of 2014? I don't hold anything back. <laughs> January 2014. You got to remind me because I don't remember. <laughs> yeah. Um, according, um, it, it looks like there was a battery on a spouse, cohabitant or former spouse in Orange County. Oh, my wife. <laughs> All right. <laughs> my wife that I've been married to for almost 10 years now. See, more trumped up charges against me. It's any way that they could keep me in jail. And uh, <laughs> yeah. So let me rewind back to this. Yeah. I was, I, like I said, um, I, I don't hold back any questions. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. You can ask uh, Kim well, Stouffer yeah. about that, who wants me okay. to go back and edit my stuff when I talk to him. And I'm like, no, <laughs> I have tough questions. Oh, yeah, for sure. Let's talk about it. Get it out in the open. Anyway. Yeah. It, well, the, the reason why I think it, um, there's a book called Speaker of the Dead where it says, you know, don't hold back anything. It's 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 p- part of the Ender series. It's a science yeah. fiction book. Don't hold back anything. Talk about the, like the truth and what, what's going on. So, I believe that you ha- we have to um, ask these tough questions. Plus, people. Plus, if I know it, other people on the other side is going to know it. Exactly. Hey, I'd rather have this as an opportunity to explain it once instead of doing so repeatedly. You know. Exactly. <laughs> Hopefully, people can reference this conversation. Uh, but yeah, so January twenty thirteen. Actually, twenty thirteen. Uh, okay. I believe like February March. 2013. No, I'm just taking you back to the situation. Um, So I got arrested for, uh, actually, we both did. We were driving in Laguna Beach, again, profiled by Laguna Beach Police Department. And I have this video on my YouTube as well. Um, I was pulled over for having a tail light out, which I didn't. And the police officer was going to let me go, but not without first wanting to see my ID. You are not required to show your ID. I refused to do so. This turned into a situation where one cop turned into eight or more. And my wife and I were pulled out of my car and drug off to jail. So um, we now had to deal with those charges. And while we were dealing with those charges... It was a difficult time for my wife and I. We were leaving court one day and um, we were arguing about what happened in court that day since we were riding the bus at that time. So we were walking to the bus stop, uh, you know, arguing about this. And I guess we were loud to the neighbors. Next thing you know, a motorcycle cop pulls up on the sidewalk behind us and throws me down on the ground and arrests me. Um, so then I now had charges of assault against my wife. No, no, uh, proof whatsoever. The police officer didn't see me, you know, hit her or whatever, I guess they claim this assault was, but there was no proof. But this again happened in Orange County. And when you got a law enforcement officer sitting on the stand saying, you know, um, they heard, raised voices and, you know, an angry black man was, you know, shouting down uh, a woman after Orange, uh, what's his name, O.J. Simpson, you know, that's just embedded in people's heads. So I was found guilty for assault against my wife. And even though she got on the stand herself and said everything about, uh, uh, explained everything that would happen, the jury didn't hear her testimony, I guess, or didn't take it into consideration enough to exonerate me. And I was, um, again, sent to jail. So I was found guilty, sent to jail for a month. And then they were trying to stack on the previous charges from the driving incident, which thankfully the judge did not. So I just spent that one month in jail. All right. All right. Well, see, that, right. that's it for the tough questions. I'm going to get into a little bit about uh, policies and stuff like that. Uh, one one thing that I know a lot of people in California are talking about 
is mask mandates. Yes, they are ridiculous. <laughs> and they definitely are unconstitutional. There's nothing in the Constitution that authorizes the government to force you to wear anything on your body, um, and especially on your face. So uh, Newsom, he has actually been sued by the people of California and lawmakers because of his un unconstitutional acts and was found guilty of those. Yeah, I believe it or not, he has over a dozen lawsuits currently against him because of that as well. But if I were elected governor, I would immediately make sure that mandate was lifted like the governor of Texas has done and leave it up to businesses to, um, you know, impose as they wish. I can't force a business owner to not force patrons to wear a mask, but at the same time, they're leaving themselves open to a lawsuit if it's not a requirement, a lawful requirement. All right. Uh, Wiley Gun 1776 and also VA Wolf is another one that asked us, but uh, are you prohibited from owning firearms because of the charges back then? No. The one thing that happened was when I was arrested, I didn't know this, but whenever anyone is involved in a domestic dispute, they have to sign a waiver giving up their Second Amendment rights. I didn't sign this waiver. So um, after I filled my sentence, oh, thank you. My wife is actually here bringing me some tea. Thank you. Hello, I said hi. <laughs> John Crow says hello. And tell, tell him I'm grilling you. <laughs> <laughs> right? Uh, I'll tell you later what we're talking about. But, <laughs> but yeah, I did not give up my right to protect myself or my wife or my family, thankfully. And because I didn't yield, uh, that right stayed intact once I fulfilled my sentencing. Um, they tried to press me to do anger management classes. I didn't do that either. They wanted me to pay like $500, I think, something like that. They make you pay for anger management classes as well. I didn't do any of that shit because I'm not going to let anybody tell me how I should be, be behaving myself when I'm a responsible adult. I know how to conduct my behavior. I know I govern my own affairs responsibly. And I govern my relationship with my wife and our marriage responsibly because I want it to be a healthy relationship. I, I want it to be a loving one. If it's destructive, it's not going to last long. We wouldn't have gotten as far as we did, and we definitely wouldn't have the child that we have now if we had have continued on a destructive path. So apparently we were doing something good. Um, it, we just needed government to stay out of our business. And unfortunately, Government has a way of getting involved in too many places where it doesn't belong and um, again, making criminals out of innocent people. So I am still able to be in possession uh, or uh, purchase a firearm if if needed. Um, and thankfully, with the new laws, marijuana laws, um, with California being recreational now, I can again, obtain a license. Because if you have a medicinal marijuana card in the state of California, you can't be a uh, a gun owner either. Yeah, um, I would keep the marijuana thing on the down low when it comes to that, because federally, even if your state's legal, it's still right. federally. Yeah, well, see, that's the thing. I don't think it should be. I, I mean... Medicinal marijuana card holder, you can't be a CCW at the same time, you see. But because okay. California is now a recreational marijuana state, you don't need the medicinal marijuana card. You oh, you just, can go. You know, uh, I'll see. Purchase recreationally. The, the, and, theoretically, right? Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <he's>, yeah. <laughs> Watching. You be able to do all of the above. There's your loophole, people. <laughs> uh, yeah. What what guns do you own? Mr. FNH wants to know. What's that? I declined to say. Oh, but you do own guns then. I declined to answer that question as well. <laughs> um, I don't think it's 
anybody's business. I don't I don't want to be forced to answer that question by you or by a government official for that matter. Mm-hmm. It, it's my private property. And I think we as individuals should be having our privacy respected. Uh, it's sad that we now have a government that feels like it's their duty or they should be entitled to that information when really they shouldn't be at all. And that's why I said I would remove the registration process because it, it's no benefit whatsoever other to uh, other than to let the government know who owns what. Me as a person of the public, I don't care how many guns my neighbor has or a stranger for that matter. The only time that matters to me is when they pose a threat by using those weapons against me. Um, which at that point, it's too damn late anyway. And a registration isn't going to help that if the person is doing so criminally and has gained possession of a weapon, um, you know, in another process other than the one that exists now. All right. Uh, question from DJ Play Nice. Uh, from your perspective, what considerations for reforms do you see as important and ripe? for reforms besides marijuana laws as regards to firearms laws? Um, Well, as I mentioned before, removing that um, restriction that prevents, you know, medicinal marijuana card owners from also being in possession of a firearm, that needs to go. The Mulford Act, that needs to go. Um, The anti- what is it? Uh, restriction of purchases on ammunition that needs to go. Um, there are many laws here in state and in the state that need to go. And that's what I'm saying is once I'm elected, I'll be able to repeal those laws that will put us on the path towards correcting it to where it's more in accordance with our constitutional rights. That's exactly what we want here in the state of California and what I'll do as governor. All right. I got you. I got gotcha. you. So um, we know basically your shall not be infringed is the only law you, <laughs> you, you value with when it comes to firearms. Because that's the only law I really value. Shall not be infringed. I think that means shall not be infringed. <laughs> Period. You know, there needs to be a fine line there. And unfortunately, again, we have a, a government that has overstepped its bounds and authority to say, well, shall be infringed under this situation or if you have a criminal past or whatever the case may be. Who are they to dictate how we as free people should be able to defend ourselves, no matter what our history may be? Um, as I said, I thankfully did not sign that waiver. Unfortunately, there have been other people that were not so aware of that and did sign that waiver, served their time out of jail, have families now of their own, and are still having their right to protect themselves be violated by these unjust laws. Um, so if they conflict with our natural rights as human beings to protect ourselves, which they do, then it is my authority and my understanding under the constitution that I would be having the opportunity and ability to reverse those actions. So I completely agree with you. Shall not be infringed means shall not be infringed. If you want to get involved in a registration process, let it be voluntary. Don't force people to do it if they don't want to. Uh, Jason King wants to know what's your favorite gun and what is your favorite caliber, if you have one. (laughs) Not saying that you own one, but just in case, you know, what's your favorite gun? Believe it or not, I'm not a gun enthusiast. I don't like guns at all. (laughs) No, you don't like guns. I have a purpose, you know, and I know there are people that, uh, you know, enjoy them like, other products and, you know, uh, our collectors and, you know, use them as sports, uh, sports tools. But, 
me personally, I'm I'm not one to, you know, uh, get excited or do investigations as to different types of weaponry and what excites me about them. I just, to me, as a homeowner, as um, a family man, I just want to be able to have the basic opportunity to protect my family. So if I walk into Walmart, I want to be able to purchase uh, a firearm and walk out of the store the same day with it instead of having to wait weeks or months or whatever the case just to receive that or any other gun store for that matter. And I want to be able to provide that opportunity for the rest of the people in the state as well, because not everybody is going to be um, interested in the same things. You know, there are hobbyists that whereas collectors, they know anything and everything about um, different types of artillery. I'm not one of those people. Now, if you ask me about monetary policy or, you know, <laughs> some type of technology to uh, turn around the social issue, then um, I have more than enough information to provide you on yeah. that. Well, I mean, one of my one of my really good friends and one of the big biggest gun advocates I know, his name is Ed, and Ed doesn't own any guns, and he's not a gun guy, and he doesn't like guns, but he likes the Constitution, therefore he goes to all the pro-gun rallies. Exactly. And that's me. I mean, um, I ran for mayor of Fresno. And during that time, there was a gun convention here, very popular one in the Central Valley. And none of the other candidates were there at all. I was there. I was letting the people of the community know that even though I um, personally had a disinterest in guns, I want to make sure that everybody in the community has the right to purchase one and be in ownership of one without there being any um, any uh, you know violation of that whatsoever or any restriction to that as well. So I do my best to get involved in these types of issues uh, to express my position on them, which is why I'm thankful that you've given me the opportunity to be heard by your audience now because It'll let people know that, hey, even though I don't see Wildstar out there in the gun range or, you know, making videos, acting like he's a tough guy shooting a gun because I'm not going to do all that shit. That ain't me, you know. Um, But if that's what you want to do, cool. And I'm going to make sure that your rights to do so won't ever, uh, you know, uh, be violated in any way, shape or form by government officials sworn to uphold them. Yeah, I'm a single issue voter, and that vote and that is uh, liberty. But we're also a gun show. That's why we asked mostly gun questions. One more gun question, then we can get into some other stuff before our time is up. Uh, All right. What is the purpose of the Second Amendment? To me, is to make sure that you are able to protect yourself against any threat, um, domestic or foreign, and that right you have as an American should never be questioned whatsoever. Right now, it is being undermined by government officials who want to determine what circumstances that should be applicable under. It should not. I don't care about your mental health capacity because me as an individual shouldn't be able to dictate what your mental health capacity should be in order for you to be able to be in possession of a gun. Um, But that's the atmosphere that we have right now and institutions that are created to, again, support that type of mindset. It needs to end altogether. Um, But the only way that we can start reversing those types of patterns is by standing up unified to defend those rights, whether we agree or not. Like you said, you're a single issue voter. No matter what the case may be, if, if it violates, violates a person's liberty or your own, you're not going to vote for that. Unfortunately, we have a lot of people that don't think that way, John, and they feel like you shouldn't be in possession of a gun or I shouldn't be in possession of a gun, but people with uniforms should, you know? And that, to me, is a... Uh, a red flag to every American to say that we have a shift of power here where um, the establishment 
is going to be heavily protected through weaponry and we the people are going to be disarmed that's alarming to me as a black man knowing the history of this country and as a canary in the mine you should all take that as a you know a warning to know that something's going on here if they want to take away my right as a black man to protect myself then you best be down sure they're going to do the same thing to you and everybody else to make sure that they the establishment has all the weapons that they need to protect themselves all right a couple of different things um one of the issues that i i'm very passionate about besides firearms is civil asset forfeitures mm-hmm. um you can probably guess where I stand on civil asset forfeitures because I'm bringing <laughs> up the question because most people who bring up the question are against it. Um, most people who don't and and like just like don't let's not talk about that are for it. Uh, civil assets forfeitures means that the the police ATF or whatever can go seize your property, seize whatever, without ever charging you for a crime, and then you have to prove. Because they'll say, you know, United States for $42,000 in cash. And you have to prove that you weren't using that as for, like, criminal purposes. Um, I, I take it you're against civil asset forfeitures. Oh, completely. I, I, know, you, I know you would be. But is there any place where, where civil asset forfeitures is a good thing or not a or actually let's ask that is there any place where there is a purpose for civil asset forfeitures yes um the way that i would be using civil asset forfeiture as governor to take over all of the energy utility facilities for pg and e and socal edison in the state those are two of the largest energy energy and utility distributors and they've been proven to be negligent time and time again, historically, and have committed criminal activity by leading to hundreds of people's deaths. So they have blood on their hands. And this has been proven in court that they have been uh, fraudulent and um, negligent in um, providing their services to the people of this state. So as governor, I will be making sure that that company no longer is able to do business in the state and will be taking over their energy facilities and making that available to the people ourselves through um, our own public-owned utility through my Gold New Deal uh, to provide free energy to the people of California. And this will be renewable energy provided by um, solar, hydroelectric, electricity and wind power whatever the case may be as well as free water as well okay let's get into you said solar uh mm-hmm. okay i don't know if you know but i'm an engineer by trade all right cool right now solar isn't really efficient um it, it it's you know ne- it's never you never get a return on investment with solar uh by putting it up, um, by the time you you get a you get a ROI, the panels are dead. Um, right. So how do so you better, how do you plan on overcoming that? Better panels. Um, well, they don't have better pan, pan, panels right now, though. Let them be developed. Then, right now, you have a lot of government red tape preventing development Mm -hmm. of better panels because they need to be approved by the government before they're put out in the market for use. Um, I spoke with, or I have a very good friend who is also an engineer and he works in solar and he explains to me a better way to create um, a battery instead of hydrogen, you know, or use hydrogen instead of what's being used now, you know, something that's wasteful that's going to end up in the landfills 5, 10, 20 years down the line versus another type of technology that's completely reusable and is able to not lose any power. So that's what we want to be doing is focusing more on development on sustainable technologies versus 
wasteful ones. Right now, that's how the oil industry continues to benefit from this so-called transition into renewable energies is because they still control the amount of oil that's being used for those batteries and um, you know uh, the development of them. That needs to stop completely. All right, I got another question for you here from DJ Play Nice. Should private health insurance information? Usually, at the end, we just we do a lot of questions from the audience because I want, I want I want to get their their questions answered more than mine because you know that's I'm, I'm the host. Uh, should private health insurance information be required for exercising our Second Amendment freedoms? Any compromises there? I know. Nope. That, I, I know that. All right, that's that's a quick question. A little bit earlier, but it's just a flat out no. I don't think that should be determined by any other individual because what, excuse me, what I can say is a limitation to another person mentally um, may not be the case. But that's what's happening right now is the mental capacity of Every individual is being dictated by a specific group of people who are saying, well, you need to be conducting yourself in a certain way and shape or form in order to be considered to be responsible. That's absurd. You know, (laughs) who the hell are they to be saying (laughs) to another grown person uh, how they should be conducting and behaving themselves? You know, who, who are they to say what's civil? And what uh, is it? Well, not not insurance, like health reporting. Like uh, I, I know, sorry, private health information. If you cover, like mm-hmm. uh, what they want to do is put like a uh, like a question on there to say, are you like under the care of uh, mental blah 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 or right. mentally adjudicated? And um, you that doesn't change your answer if it's information. I said insurance. Sorry. Yeah, some of them ask, you know, are you on specific types of medication? That's stupid. You know, um, your health shouldn't be an issue with regards to you as an individual being able to protect yourself. Um, So, no, no restrictions there whatsoever. All right. We didn't get into immigration. I wish we would have gotten into that, but you it sounds like you have the libertarian um, uh, standpoint on that. We didn't get into a lot of issues, so I definitely want to have you back on the show. All right. Because we didn't talk um, about immigration. We didn't talk about uh, health care. We didn't talk about a, a lot of different issues. But, well, I look forward to definitely speaking with you again in the future to cover those. But I just wanted to say thanks, everyone. I'm going to give you the final word. So don't worry. <laughs> Thanks for everyone watching. You can catch up with me at crumpy.com. That's crumpy.com. Use code crumpy for 10% off Black Swan Tactical. Check out Tusk. I have a Patreon, patreon.com slash John Crump. If you like what I am doing here, the audio only version of this podcast will come out tomorrow for uh, all your listening needs while you're working or whatever. Uh, we have a gun-friendly cryptocurrency, Tux.network. I wanted to get into the cryptocurrency stuff, but I didn't get into that. Uh, join Gun Owners of America at gunowners.org. And if you go to gunowners.org slash black-swan-media, you can actually get 25% off your membership, which is a great freaking deal. All right, Mr. Wildstar, give us the final word in your final pitch of why people should vote for you. Well, right now in the state of California, we have a golden opportunity to take over our government and erect one that's going to be more resemblant of what we, the people of the state, actually want and care about. That's exactly what I will do as governor. So visit my website, wildstar2022.com. Find out more about what I'm offering to the people of California and how you can get involved in bringing back liberty to this great state. Your name sounds like a comic book character. (laughs) I am. I'm a superhero. There you go. There you go. All right, guys. Next time. 
recall no better move in california for gun rates besides the recall gavin newsom and i hear you guys i hear you yeah thanks everyone for watching and uh shit all right i got it Swan Media Group production. Like, comment, share, and subscribe. Tune in every week for a conversation with the difference makers in the world.